0: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Game never quit. never quit. Game never quit. Radio.
2: That's right. It's time, Marcus, for us to help them defeat the Bro, negative you insurgency. I'm ready, man. In their you lives. fire me up. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's roll. Let's roll. Marcus, I want you to tell me who are the biggest badasses the world has ever known in terms of performance. Ready? Go.
3: Larry Curly, and Moe.
2: Wow, well, uh, dude! They were the—they were awesome at slapstick humor. They invented it. Human nice job,
1: huh? All right, human, human performance.
2: performance. Come on, Jack Lelane.
1: Oh, absolutely. Right,
2: right. Hey, what hey, was the weeder when, guy? When's the last time? What you, was weeder Oh, Joe Weider.
1: Yeah, to redefine the workout.
2: Redefine it all. Wow, before it was so reserved into these old kind of golds gym mentalities, very unsophisticated. Yeah, right. only the Olympians were able to generate crazy performance, right? And they had all this new fan-dangled science stuff going on. But it's so much more than that. And what's crazy well, look at is the, you had how
1: technology and the society and everything shifted in the fa- in the same time frame as the, the like gym kind of sequence shifted. So you took it back from the fifties, the calisthenics, the World War II. Then you had the aerobics, where it was just the for whatever reason and then the bodybuilders aerobics and then body jogging buildings.
2: started in right. the 70s right, and right? It took it off
1: into that whole movement of getting into the gym getting back in shape and then getting huge and then you saw the the fitness part of that and then as well there's we a got, shift in technology you saw a shift in the workouts and the way people got back in shape because they looked deeper into it And mean you don't you know, have to do six hours in the gym so as then, then you got the cru- takes yeah. off. you exactly.
2: kept it in a very secure kind of siloed capacity but now performance is everything brought together how you're performing physically how you're performing mentally how you're performing uh, uh emotionally spiritually how you're performing sexually how you're performing i mean human performance finally i believe now as the civilian the regular person out there not the navy seal not the el- elite athlete but the right. regular person is finally recognizing the power of looking at human performance as it relates to their life, you don't have to be those things to be. a yeah, bodybuilder.
1: That's a life. That's why they look like that. That's why their right. muscles have to be that. And people think when seals got to be huge. That's not it, man. No. Our program is designed to get you to your peak performance, uh, height, weight, and nutritional value. Your that's how you're right. It's threshold. all come. Slamming together, if it's, it's not just big muscles make you in shape because, you know, you stack them muscles on, you don't have any cardio to push them. You're done. You're done. Especially in a jungle. before you even night, get night. started.
3: Well, that's what I really loved is I remember when the human performance program came online, at least with the East Coast teams first, in that it was so much more of a comprehensive program where they're they're actually analyzing your particular movement patterns, what is best for your body type and what it responds to, incorporating nutrition into that. And that was such a leap forward in it was such a leap forward in addressing human performance i thought it was fantastic i thought that program was fantastic when it came online because it took when, when everything to an entire new level 2000 was 2004 Four? i think
1: because remember the gym rats you'd walk in and they started having the crossfit rows they're like what, what are what, those what was that and someone's like hey let's go do some crossfit crossfit yeah, go ahead <laughs> do some aerobics too, or whatever. Not <laughs> not, You'll be doing, doing yoga, doing like, now. whatever. No. But now, now
2: you got team guys doing yoga, guys meditating, guys doing functional, guys doing uh, rehabilitative well, therapy. look at the guys
3: coming back online. That's how you know it. it's not just. It's such a more professional approach than what it was. I mean, I, I don't have much experience to what was being done in the team's fitness wise before that, but I do know that joke. there was certainly a strong element in the culture of. Well, I'm just going to do shit that's really hard until I break myself.
2: Bing, 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 bing. bing. Lift as much weight,
3: and then if you got a problem,
1: elevate it and put some ice on it and put some rice, right? Motrin, suck suck it up. Put powder
2: below the waist, Motrin above. No, I'm I'm with you, brother, and and that's what I'm saying is that now human performance is not isolated to and and regular people that are out there. In whatever capacity, whatever industry, whatever they're doing in their lives, they can recognize that there are avenues, there are serious, legitimate, scientific-based programs for them to maximize their threshold.
1: Uh, it's 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 pretty spectacular in how it's done now. You're right. I mean, it's literally a part to where it could be. A, a, it's not just you walk in, get a train, they put you on a bench, and you're throwing up some dumbbells. Those it, days are lo- so gone. So exactly. dinosaur I mean, days. You, they, you have to have six, seven hours in the gym or an hour, hour and a half, three hours. That's not how it is at all. You can literally go in one day and it's it's five, seven minute workout. And then you culminate all that together, it creates a life that is dynamic and it's in its approach and allows you what it allows you to do is go do other things. Actually. Totally. Yeah.
2: Well, it keeps you active in so many different avenues. And so you're not, people aren't constrained in one particular avenue of performance, right? Whether it is physical and most, most of the time when you think about gyms, you think about nutrition programs, you're thinking about, all right, what are my, what are my interests out? Do I like surfing, paddle boarding, Mm -hmm. jujitsu, whatever it might be. And that's why I think, you know, bringing on a guy like Aubrey And what he's doing with on it is so critical nowadays to hear the variations of what performance is as it relates to your ability to learn the never quit mindset. Because what happens so often, Wizard, that we see out there is people get started, right? And for some reason, they stop because of some type of uh, some type of resistance or some type of something that gets in their way most likely themselves whether it's they don't have enough time they don't have enough of this or they're not truly committed and understand how this program and is going to benefit them in the long term
3: or even more simply they don't see uh, actual progress and advancement in what they're doing because Bing. they're not taking a very scientific or I guess, And what we're talking about with human performance in in it being more of a multidisciplinary integration into a fitness program, right? Which, like you just said, can be, it doesn't have to be only for elite athletes. It can be pulled in, in bits and pieces for pretty much any level of fitness you want to get into. Therefore, what a person who gets involved in that is going to see progress, which is the most powerful motivation probably in and of itself. Right. Well, what hell, we you with, go
2: down to Exos to get your your year started off right, to get you in the mindset, to get that performance going. What?
1: Why? But I I have a performance coach. When we got out, we're all busted up. That's hmm. back in OA, it Was the first time I went down down there to Exos, and it's a it's a hospital, a physical therapy uh hospital, but it's got all kinds of stuff in it. And then on one of the compounds is the program, is where Exos is, and it's where people can go in for what we're just what we're talking about, and They've been putting me together like I said since 08. So to kind of give you an idea of how it works is I go down there every year regardless. No questions asked. If I've had a surgery, I'll go there a couple more times. When I when I get there the first day when I walk in it doesn't matter, I have to I still have to check in. So I go in and sit down with first uh my my coach who's going to be training me. So you I have my own personal coach who watches me work out, tells me what to do and then I'll, Sometimes if, if, if I'm cool. hurt or after a surgery, there'll be two of them on me watching something mm-hmm. that he can't see. And I literally go in and do a, a like a strength test, but not with heavy weights. And then I do a, a flexibility test, and then I mm-hmm. go in and get all my measurements done from a fat count and all that. Mm-hmm. And I go in to see a, sit down with a dietitian, and then we talk about it, Like, what do you want to do? How do you want to be for the year? I can really program myself for the year. So he's like, you going to put on weight and be heavy or you're going to be thin and move fast? All right, and I, I kind of awesome. depending on how I felt, I did one. I think it was a couple of years back where I was like, I want to be team guy big one more time. So the lifts and everything, <laughs> getting in my diet, get incorporated in that. But I realized that I can't carry that weight anymore. And it was a bad <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> Every day on that thing, I'd be like, Ooh, my, knees, man, yeah, my, man, knees, my knees, yeah, man, my knees. Uh, so after I. Sit down with the dietitian, then he's he's writing all that stuff done, and he programs all my stuff into the computer, and then I show up the next day, and then there's uh, individual folders for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I go down through all those, and it has all the calories, everything, and I will I need for throughout the day, and then that gets turned in upstairs to the kitchen, so all I do is have to go upstairs for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then after of that course. first day, and then, Oh, then I'll go back out into the gym and then they'll do this function test where they put the bar on me. And I got to bend over and see how, if I can touch my toes and then, <laughs> and then lift, lift, my leg up. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's, it's totally not look, yeah. looking tough on the bench, lifting a whole bunch of steel, which I don't do anymore at all. <laughs> the great part about it is the combine, the kids coming out of the schools that want wanting to go into the NFL, they're getting ready to go into the combine. Well, Exodus is a training platform for the combine kids to get them ready. And then I started going down there and in the beginning, it was me and a Delta guy, and he was doing his physical therapy there. So now, we start a program called the Eagle Fund, and all the SF operators go there to, to get physical therapy to go back online, not to get back out. Wow. Uh, hmm. I think last time I was there, there was 60 or 70 guys. Wow. Uh, wow.
2: So they pretty much have your daily regimen dialed in, and that's time. for how long?
1: longest I've been there was six months what after all uh, them surgeries yeah, yeah i was beat up bad in the beginning of it yeah uh give yeah, it on average a month i'll be there at the minimum of a month, a, a month. three three kids online because now I'm kids that's hard that's but i will always go there and um it's because of that right this physical this performance um the, the way that the technology and, and how all these programs have evolved that when i leave out of there i'm good to go for the year that's awesome
2: mm. Well, I'll tell you what, man, you know, within that space, I think people are listening and they're super fired up for this show, right? They want to understand more about human performance. If it's your first time listening to our show, welcome aboard. We're glad to have you. You picked a doozy to choose. If you're coming over from Aubrey's farm, we welcome you with open arms. You're going to love this show. We're super fired up to have uh, Aubrey on Aubrey Marcus. If if you are are coming back you're a repeat offender man, thank God, man. We love you. We so we we just your performance and your support of this show has made us god. Ah, we're closing we're we're over 4 million downloads. We have just hundreds mm-hmm. of listener stories pouring into our website which is tnqpodcast.com. If you want to go see more of those stories, visit there or download our shows. Are all on the website. We got some cool kit and gear, and then you know you can also find us on iTunes. Uh, go to the iTunes Podcast uh, app. You know, subscribe and have us on call on the ready any day in the middle of any workout you're involved in. If you're in the middle of meditating, you're doing your yoga, you're running, you're kicking your own butt, man. You're in. You're getting your massage. Flip the switch and we will be in your head to help your performance and growth as it relates to the never quit mindset wizard before we bring Aubrey on brother
3: man give a little background absolutely Aubrey Marcus uh, is from Santa Monica California but now in Austin where on is located and he is the CEO the, the founder of of on which they describe themselves as a lifestyle brand based on holistic health philosophy he calls total human optimization They've got uh, now. They've only been around for five years. They've grown exponentially uh, in five years. They're valued at, according to this, twenty-eight million dollars. Um, they are an Inc. five hundred company and industry leader. They've got over two hundred and fifty products ranging from peak performance supplements, such as which are probably what they're best known for. At least that's kind of the the market segment that they first started in. Alpha Brain, uh, Shroom Tech, New Mood. These are all supplement combinations meant to Provide your body with things to optimize it, give it that fuel. They also have fitness equipment and apparel. uh, Training. Right. And beyond that, so that they'll have training. He does talks. They have conferences. For example, um, well, even with entrepreneurs, he was recently at a a 6,000 entrepreneur uh, roundtable discussion called the Synergy Global Forum.
2: Heck, that's where I met him was at the Influencers Weekend this Mm -hmm. past fall. Where I got, you know, they had some I mean, Lance Armstrong was there, JP Sears from Facebook, you know, exactly. Awaken as fuck. He's awesome. They had some other amazing guys there. I mean, really just it's a dynamic organization that's just really doing some incredible things.
3: Yeah, and when you listen to him, you get that sense. He is um I don't know if I want to say a fanatic, but he's he's certainly passionate about he's a philosopher. The whole spectrum surrounding, you know. This podcast is dope. and it even extends into some, let's say, less than conventional means of human optimization. But you know, we'll see if he decides to get it. I know he's got into it with Joe Rogan before. He has a book coming out, Own the Day, Own Your Life. Um, and he also has a podcast.
2: Brother, hmm. dude, I am super fired up to bring Aubrey on. What do you say, big guy? Sure. Let's get him on here. Now, listen, Marcus, when, when, when I, when I went to Austin, Texas, right, to be a part of the, the audit influencers weekend, I, you, you just don't know how you're going to wrap your mind around it. One, first off, cause I'm this crusty old frog man, right? Going to be surrounded by all these people that are in the height of their development and they're, they're pushing themselves in their yoga. They're doing like, they're really hardcore and I'm just trying to get out of bed in the morning, right?
1: God, are we already in that spot <laughs>
2: dude I feel, I feel like it brother i feel like it so I it. so i show up and right out of the gate aubrey gets up and gives this speech man that i swear god and i'm a motivational speaker right and <laughs> was every
1: independent Day good speech <laughs> dude,
2: oh bro and all these people are like because it's deep and you know and i'm just like woo, yeah and they're like does anybody have questions i'm like right here i got one right off the it i'm like i'm and, dude, I got so fired up. I'm like, fuck, this is awesome. But guess what? When he, when I, because I, I obviously what am I going to do when I meet somebody that gets me that fired up? Hey, dude, would you come on the podcast, mm-hmm. right? And, <laughs> and I look at him and I go, Aubrey, man, how, we, we would love to have you come on the podcast. And what did you say? Of course. Of course. And I was of like, course. yeah. But then he goes, I hit him. Hey man, why don't you come out to the ranch and come on and go live with us, sitting with us, bro? And he's here; he's right there now. The only way.
1: The only way. It must have been good. You you made it through these gates. You're sitting (laughs) here,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. And the fact that, bro, you're sitting here that you you took time out of your crazy ass schedule, and I know how crazy it is to come out and sit down with us and be with us, man. It just, uh, it's a real privilege
0: and a real honor, Aubrey, to have you here with us. Oh, Thank you, brother. And you give yourself too little credit because you showed up at that event and on it and you brought so much positive energy. It was just like a bomb went off. <laughs> I mean, you just raised <laughs> that love and happiness and enjoyment meter to the, I mean, there was gears falling off the meter <laughs> after you would leave a room. So. Well, thank
2: you, brother. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it, you know, and you talk about this all the time on on your show with, with people. It it really is about that self improvement. It's about the total human optimization, and and that's a that's an essential component for us. And for me, it is about that positivity energy. It is about that relationship that you can establish with a person in a in a short period of time to know that man that love is there. It's present. It's real. And that's how you connect with people. And, and that's the precipice for our show. That's really why we're doing this, man, is to create this, this, this network, this team, if you will, of people that believe in the things that you believe in, that believe in this essence that we're all capable of the never quit mindset.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of times people can think of motivation like words, like the words are going to carry the motivation, but you could literally have been speaking another language and people's enjoyment of you would only have been slightly diminished. <laughs> like it's it's an energetic expression of right. when you have these things internally aligned right and then you can express that. And we read that off each other all hmm. the time. You know, so a lot of times people get lost in the craft of it. What do I need to know? What do I need... It's really about what do you need to be? You know, what do you need to align in yourself to be the type of person that when you drop yourself into a situation or put yourself out onto the air or put yourself in a team situation, what is the person you need to be so that you can be motivational, just purely?
2: And that's the great Mm. challenge I think that we face and we hear and we think about all the time is, is, is who am I? And, and how do I fit in, right? And 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 as our listeners are going through, man, and, and that's really the beauty of, of, I think, with our show is we create a space for people to really begin to ponder, hey, I'm in this hole. I'm getting pummeled. I'm getting knocked out. I'm in the dirt, right, Marcus? Who am I going to be? How can I be my best self in the fight?
1: Well, you look at it same way diamonds made right the harder you get hit and it comes in at light and sometimes and sometimes there's pressure comes in so damn hard man all you can do is just lay down there in the fetal position and take it the pressure just keeps coming and coming and coming and when it's all over whatever you know what comes out of that is completely different than when when in
0: it the compression creates the bounce right like you think about those super bouncy balls the higher you drop it from the higher it bounces back up. But why? Because that rubber, as soon as it hits that pavement, it's going to compress tighter and harder than it ever could. And so the tighter the compression you feel, the bigger the bounce you're going to feel. And knowing that and remembering that whenever you're in the hole, whenever you're in your darkest fucking place, your dark night of the soul, and you're feeling that compression crushing every bone in your body, know that the bounce is going to be equivalent to that compression if you can get aligned and get yourself ready to live.
1: I dig it. Every other component of the body works that way. You work your muscle, you stretch it, you put yep. pressure on it, it grows, it gets stronger. Yeah, the, uh, the, the heart, the lungs, you, you breathe heavier, every part of it. Yeah, and for whatever reason, someone has got it. In, you've let somebody put it into your head that your mind doesn't work that way. It absolutely does. The pressure that's put on there is the same way. When it comes out, the lessons, and it's it's you, you push forward through it. It's not a, a a label. Can it's it's funny, man? It's just a couple of words, but it can it can go on the same thing. I mean, two different things. People think that, the, that that bad time that's automatically you're supposed to suffer from that, when when in reality you're not. You're supposed to say, yeah, I was able to take that. Yeah. And I came through it, right? Yeah. And it's not with me anymore. I'm past it. But for, you drag that mental image with you when you shouldn't. That's actually the part that's, that makes you stronger.
2: Every time. Well, what's, what's crazy right now, Wizard, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we literally have just jumped right in the deep end and have gone. Screaming past what I think is most of our our audience is pretty much their favorite part of the
3: show, which is absolutely the- all those people that just tune in for the mad minute and shut it off are getting <laughs> really annoyed right now.
2: I, they are it because well, the, here's the greatest thing about Aubrey is you know the guy lives in his brain is perpetually warmed up, and so we you know <laughs> we, we don't have to be in that space. But brother, I'm sorry, we gotta mad take, minute. We, we Let's gotta do it. Do it. i don't know what it is but i'm ready and that's the way even better for you all
1: right marcus fire away bud have you ever passed gas in public and blamed it on somebody else absolutely on the airplane (laughs) every Every time time on the (laughs) airplane
0: Around Damn. Like be, this? Like, that's totally horrible. Rivaled. That's nutrient. Yeah. I'll but chime in that with someone else. This yeah. old man shit comes blowing through the airplane, dude. Dude, this <laughs> guy, this guy next to me, he just lost his mind actually when I let one rip. No, I'm just doing work, you know, I'm working on my book, I'm being you know, can't very do, professional.
1: You can't <laughs> fast gas while you're doing shit, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and he's
0: he's two seats next, to me, middle seats open, and he just starts losing his shit. He starts slamming down, going, oh 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 <laughs> I'm just, just laser focus don't even play. he like, he looked oh. at me one second i just didn't even budge and he just kept looking around jesus oh, whose God. ass am i eating right now
1: and what was it oh that's so. That's that is epic. Dude, so my brother and i our biggest thing is he's he's gotten the last two times of we'll me walking down a hallway and there'll be somebody in front of us and he'll scream hey you
0: too dirty, yeah, yeah, yeah. You jump
1: behind the uh, the Coke machine or the or the doorway and you kind of stand there busted or trapped in the elevator. Man, those are good ones, man. That, yep. that, Dude, I can't imagine
2: with you two a lifetime oh, of that, man. bro.
1: he's he, like, I'm talking. This this goes on all the time, even in in the 40s. Yeah, yeah. But he busted me here recently a good one i mean with an older lady <laughs> who recognized me by the way <laughs> <after he's> <laughs> <lost> <laughs> it out. i was like oh this never gets old doesn't <laughs> <laughs> <And> he's like, <laughs> like
2: yeah, yeah, all yeah. right wizard far away bud
3: all right you've got to pick one for to have for father-in-law choice a hannibal lecter b the emperor from
0: star wars oh man the emperor He's got he's got secret powers, yeah, right? Like he's cool, like you might be able to like pick up some shit that you could, you know, twist to the light side after you're done with it. You know I, what I mean?
2: Well, it's a fight back and forth. I, Hannibal Lecter, bro. You think <laughs> anybody would ever say yes? I mean, if we ever get a serial killer, I think on, more I think realistic
3: get- people who don't believe in magic and the fantasy of Star Wars, they might actually identify with maybe they just want to be more uh, cultured see, you know what? That, that, oh. that, maybe the, they like that, culture that let's just you know what level you're on
1: right?
0: <laughs> that's exactly what it is hear <laughs> that <laughs> there is absolutely he doesn't <laughs> exist and, and, and it looks just
1: like that some bitch right there oh, so yeah, I'm
0: way more comfortable so with like magical <laughs> evil right? Right. There, like right. actual Like eat actual, your, eat your body and kill you <laughs> like Jeffrey Dahmer shit, <laughs> shit yeah. right there like praying like why you gotta bring up real life Yeah. so I'm gonna go ahead and choose fictitious evil <laughs> Cause, <laughs> cause that's a smart the choice shit, too
3: damn terrifying uh, bumper sticker choose fictitious Aubrey evil would
2: lose like like you know i don't know two million a year in revenue on that answer <laughs> no, i love hannibal Lecter. he's awesome <laughs> total human optimization there oh my god all right
0: what's your power animal i got a couple power animals bear is a big one for me bear eagle and uh, that's mine eagle yeah bear and eagle probably are the two strongest ones they've come to me a bunch of times in visions they've been like allies for a while like present
2: they're there like you're sitting yep okay check
0: man I had this crazy vision of the bear the first time the bear came to me and this bear was all laden down with gold chains like straight up Mr. T like had heavy <laughs> ass chains everywhere jewelry everywhere <laughs> big ass crown on his head and he had so much gold on him that he couldn't move and he was like stuck, and he was like slow, and he like wasn't able to like be an actual bear. And he looked at me in my vision. he goes, "I remember when I just used to be a bear, and he lost all his gold chains and he just started charging through the through the forest. and it was this like beautiful reminder of like, yeah, we can get trapped by all of this stuff that we call Amen. our wealth, but if we get rid of that shit, then we can actually be free who we are again. So I've always like kept that in mind, and since then, like a bear has been one of the yeah, animals. Does
1: the reputation that follows you follow you if you stand in front of everybody Ooh. naked?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know my reputation goes shrinks considerably, yeah. right? Depends on the weather. Yeah. That's what I'm Depends saying. No, it doesn't depend on the weather at all, bro. <laughs> oh
1: God! Yeah, all that. Well, man, it, it, that's uh that's an awesome metaphor on about Man, that would have shaken me to my core if I would seen yep. that. Because that's kind of a big thing in our family, too. It doesn't matter what you have. and That could be taken away from you. Yep. The faster you run and get stripped away, the harder you get hit, man. And it's just me and you standing there. Am I going to have the same reputation that I had? No. Or, or yes. And uh, all that other stuff, man, It can't keep you alive and can't fight for you and all. Yeah, right? Oh, it's good stuff. Fire away, bud. Uh, favorite superhero?
0: Man, that's a tough one. Thor. Really, Thor? Probably. Is that our
2: first Thor? That's
0: the first Thor. That's
2: her first Thor, bro. Yeah, Thor. first Thor.
0: Why? Well, he's just fucking badass for one, and I think just holding up. You know, he always is. He's a little bit. He's a little bit cocky, you know. And I've certainly fallen into that. You nice. know, I've certainly have like been down. I can identify a little bit of that element, but then also seeing his transition into like a true like being of. Injustice, yeah. like setting right the wrongs, in the way that he mm. does, and just that kind of fearless cavalier attitude. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say Thor. And I like going big with the magical powers too.
2: That hammer's pretty,
1: pretty hammer's cool. Alone. The whole dynamic, of how they. Uh, it is true, man. When he can lift uh, Mjolnir, right, yep. the hammer. When he gets the the power to lift the hammer, that means he's good on the inside and the outside. You, the you're not allowed as- to wield that unless you and you're, unless you're here to help. Because I mean, the power that has. I thought they did a good job in Captain America when he kind of a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where, Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> right but, uh, yeah. True to the heart,
0: true to the hammer. It's the same as the King Arthur myth, right? Yeah. You know, only Arthur can lift the sword. Only sure. Thor can lift the hammer. It's about that internal alignment, you know? Like, are you good to the core? Can, if you're gonna can you wield something that like power? this, you yeah, better yeah. be. Yeah, the only way. Uh, it's cool. Yeah, and, and for everybody who doesn't know, which probably most people do, you know Thursday? That's fucking Thor's day. Wednesday mm-hmm. was Woden's day. Odin's day, you know. Tuesday, Tears Day. Like we got all Friday, Frida's Day. Like we got all our names after these old Norse gods. It's more integrated into our Absolutely. zeitgeist than we give credit. Than we ever
2: give credit for. Yeah, we'll come back to that after we finish the minute. But I, I want to touch more on the importance of that and that knowledge base towards the development of of that total human optimization. Yep. Wizard, fire away.
3: Okay. Will artificial intelligence result in a utopian era of human advancement, or will take all our jobs, eventually become a real world Skynet marching into a dystopian future and exterminating mankind?
0: I'm not, I don't buy into the exterminating the mankind part. Thank you. I just don't really have that fear. But I think what they will unlock is that there are plenty of resources available. But human beings still need to find meaning and they're not gonna be able to have their meaning in, in menial jobs anymore. So they're gonna to have to find mm-hmm. meaning another way. So we're gonna to have to bring back, you know, ritual, hardship, challenge, other things that people can define their meaning. Cause a lot of a lot of regular jobs are gonna go away. Trucks are gonna be self-driving. Yep. You know, that mm-hmm. is an inevitability, and a lot of truckers are not gonna have jobs. That's gonna continue in a lot of different no, industries. No planes will be that way. Yeah, eventually. everything. So many things that are human powered will no longer be human powered, and then what are people going to do? Some will be artists and continue to be artists. Some will be thought leaders and motivational speakers. But other people, we're going to have to find ways that people can have genuine meaning. And maybe that is in a digital world where they get to live out their superhero fantasies and they just kind of shed the human existence. But I don't think that's going to really cut it because we're in these bodies and these bodies are fucking soul. dope. And the yep. soul is in these bodies. And <clears throat> so I think it's going to have to be another another way to like really define meaning. And maybe that's you know, bringing back these rites of passage and bringing back these other things and other ways that we can help each other out. And that's going to be a real important move that we have to make.
2: You, you know what? Great when answer. he, when he, when he asked Great this answer. question, it drives me bonkers
3: first off, cause it's just so negative. Right. <laughs> and, and, but I, I love, hey, I, it's a legit question. It is one of the four, it is on the forefront of the most important topics we could possibly be considering now.
0: Of course. I right, shoot Marcus. <laughs> what was your first car? first call man so my first car my stepdad got me it was a ford f-150 which is cool yeah yeah. but he got it like we came from california we moved to texas to high school and so i was already like stereotyped this california california dude And i'm trying to like (laughs) i'm trying to like fit in you know be like yeah no i'm texas too guys yeah you know (laughs) dude and and the and the truck is like a (laughs) lowrider He got me like a lowrider f-150 oh. it was lowered like everybody's raising their trucks no, no 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 he just just shows up in the driveway. it's lowered and i'm going oh i mean that's kind of dope but oh i don't know how this is gonna fly i got the only lowered truck at my yeah. high school fucked up but yeah back in the in the oh 90s god. right yeah 90s that yeah, was, was
1: starting to like come online 70. yeah oh my god yeah, you, you could get away with that no <laughs> oh, it didn't last no. very long no no no, no it out, there was cross- a couple of years where, where the trucks were slammed but then immediately it went back to back yeah, up well yeah, yeah, yeah. question
2: though what happened
0: it ended up being all right you
1: know like they
2: were <laughs> the in from right. california it's yeah, pretty cool it's still
0: a ford truck you know like i still got some with west coast you know, yeah yeah it's all right yeah. Well, you say it's it all, all right. the time yeah. you're,
2: you're texas west coast texas west coast right? Right? yeah
3: west coast swagger is that what you say all right west coast texas
2: wizard Fire away,
3: bud. All right. A little more serious question. I think we'll get a good answer out of you on this one. Give us one person you admire above all others, or at least near the top of the list for their physical ability, and then one that you
0: admire for their mental ability. This is a great question, by the way. So, physical ability the dude that blew my mind always was one of my first really good friends. You know, when I guess I was in college and I had friends and friends all around, but when I met somebody who was like, All right, this is my fucking brother. And that was Bodie Miller, who was an Olympic skier. Yeah. And that dude mm. was just a freak of nature with how hard he would train and what he would push himself through. Like I've subsequently been around people in every sport, watched them train. To this day, nobody has partied harder nor worked out harder than that man. Like oh, when shoot. he would go to train, he would train to the point where he had zero left in the tank, like a hundred and fifty pound weight mm. vest and sprinting up hills until he was like crawling in the dirt and like dry heaving. You know, we would go out to the park Mm. and do like a little workout. It wouldn't be a little workout. He would be doing lateral jumps over a picnic table with the with the benches on him too. Lateral jumps on the sides, back and forth, back and forth, bong, 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 and just going until like his feet were clipping the edge and he was almost tumbling over. Like his ability to push that hard was something that was, you know, really like set the bar for me of what you could take. And it didn't matter if it was that or if he was sitting in a sauna and just smiling at that. 45 minute mark at you know 220 degrees (laughs) i'm just dying and he's just like looking at me like oh okay you know like that yeah exactly (laughs) and you know interestingly that that same thing kind of trained his mental toughness too and i'll just answer the same question because i really admired that because his ability to change his attitude about a certain situation was Absolutely remarkable, and I think that's what helped him go through that point in training. Like right, he huh. didn't look at it as suffering at that point. He could change his mental attitude on or surrounding that at any given point. He had absolute control of it. I remember one story I've told this before, but he I mentioned something like ah, I got a song stuck in my head, and he's like, "Well, get it out." And I go, "Fuck, man! I just told you it's stuck, like stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not cool. going. It's, it's the not loop. Going. Yeah, it's, it's in the a loop." loop. <laughs> he goes, "Well, you're not in control of your mind." who's in control of your mind then just get it out of your head and he just looked at me and i was like oh that's possible (laughs) like that's possible to do that (laughs) and then he explained to me he's like if i have any extraneous thoughts like a song stuck in my head or some kind of fear loop in my head and i'm at the starting gate and i'm about to slide 90 miles an hour down a hill with blades on my feet like i might die you know so he had he just honed his ability to master his mind in those conditions, and I'm really, sure that's something that you guys see in all the top performers.
2: Well, the, the, when you check the frequency, hmm. right, and and one of the people that really, who, the person who really jumps out is is uh, uh, Diana Nyad, right, the woman who swam from Cuba to Florida. Yeah, and she did it at 64 years old. And it was 117 straight hours in the water, and and in my mind, when you're, I mean, when you're swimming one, all your other perceptions taken away because your head's just down and all you're trying to do is, it's not like you have all these other feeds going on to create static or whatever. It's literally just the static of pain that you're embracing. But she would be able to narrow her focus in her brain by these little mantras. She would just say over and over, hundreds of hundreds of times say the same sentence over and over and almost kind of reverse engineered that to put, to fill the space was something meaningful that that kept their focus right so that was someone all right
3: i dig that and that's powerful but you know what i think what he's talking about is even a level beyond because she can almost get in a trance like state and just maintain that but if you carry that through your daily life through all the activities you're doing that seems to me a a more advanced version of that mental control
0: yeah i call it mental i call it mental override he didn't name it that but he had the strongest mental override ability to say it did it wouldn't even matter like imagine the worst fight you've ever gotten in with a girl or a wife or something like that like i could watch him get in like a gnarly emotional situation and then one breath gone like smiling Completely gone Like like just let it go like his ability to mental override his emotional state his thought patterns it was really like next level i mean i still haven't met anybody that I can, that still puts himself in the shit. You know, I've met some people who are on that path to being these you know, quotation, enlightened masters, and they really live that kind of vibrant life where it doesn't feel like they're ever even shaken. But to see somebody who could get shaken still, who's in the shit, who still has emotional turbulence, who still has competitions they're competing in and have somebody have that control, really, really impressive and really made a mark, you know, on me of of what is possible. You really showing how powerful we are you know, sometimes we'll just surrender that power and say, oh, you know, my mind's just wandering and my mind's mm-hmm. at peace. But really, we can control our mind. That is possible. It's hard, but it's possible. Where did you, did you, have you come to a conclusion about where and how he developed this? Started, I mean, I think he had some innate abilities started early for him. I mean, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't part of like a family that was taking him to the best ski schools. He found a pair of skis in New Hampshire and was started hiking up mountains when he was four years old just so he could ski down once and then hike back up and ski down once and and then mm. you know, picking up uh psychedelic mushrooms out of cow patties in the middle, you know, when he's eleven years old and exploring the universe on his own. I mean, he's just a unique wow. like one of these renegade wolves that just figured some figured some things out.
2: Interesting. interesting. Well, I think Very that's the perfect Response and a perfect place to end the madman And thank you, brother. I mean, from you know blaming farts on people to <laughs> the, the the wolf in the woods to, of discovery. I mean, that's a it's a dramatic shift. I don't know if we've ever gone in that spectrum before on it. So thank you so <laughs> much for, for creating. As I knew you would give us that that incredible spectrum. But the reason why people come to the T and Q podcast, and we've talked about this, is because they're they're in that struggle. They're in they're getting the pummeling. The negative insurgency is literally camped out in their brain. They're, they're, they're getting the beat down. And they're really struggling trying to fi- manifest that one thing or that, that idea that what is it going to be to say, all right, I can do this. I can inch forward. I can draw the line out in front of me, drag myself to that, and then draw another line. And so without further ado, Aubrey, would you please start us off down this wonderful rabbit hole that I know is coming? Can you please start us off with your greatest never quit story or stories?
0: The, the thing about the the never quit story is for me, you know, you guys had actual external resistance that was at a level that most of us can't comprehend. And you won't meet that external resistance ever again in your lives you know you're done you know barring maybe wizard over here who may (laughs) meet some external resistance to that caliber but for me it's never been that i mean i was an athlete and i have athlete stories but for me it's been an escalation of how much pressure i can hold and that's grown over time so my biggest never quit story is right now and it will always be right now it'll be five minutes from now it'll be five days from now it'll be five months from now because I'm gradually adapting to be able to hold more pressure, hold more responsibility, hold more stress, and adapt accordingly to that. And so for me, it's always just being on that bleeding edge curve of how much I can take. How much can I take before I retreat, before I play small, before I go back and you know be the victim and throw a little pity party and, and hide out for a while? Like How much can I push myself forward? And that's just the constant battle
2: that's a great place to start. And and, mm-hmm. and for our listeners, obviously we did a great intro for, for Aubrey and explained his background and what got him here, but really to it's, it's very difficult to encapsulate somebody in an intro. And that's why I'm glad you're sitting here. You talked so far about this pressure and the, and the idea of pressure and condensed pressure and, and, and the power of pressure. Can you, can you enlighten the listeners a little bit more about what you mean? What, what does pressure look like on, uh, across the spectrum for people in in their daily lives maybe or in the big context of things.
0: I think it's really about letting yourself down and letting other people down. You know, that's where the big amount of pressure comes from. You know, we have these expectations of what we want to bring to the world and what we want to do with our lives. And then we have people who Are relying on us to help deliver on those those ideas whether it's family or you know for me now as I was mentioning 181 employees at our Christmas party I mean I'm looking them in the eye and I know decisions I make a weakness that I you know allow to exhibit a moment of ego a moment of fear and that could all go away like ultimately I have you know my decisions have ramifications to a lot of people there and not only that it's all the the customers downstream who are affected it's all the people who follow me and look to me for inspiration and if i fall you know then i'm letting them down and i'm letting my friends down and my family but ultimately also myself down too and so it's dealing with those those things that's really where that pressure comes from and where you want to retreat and it makes you want to you know shrug the responsibility and say oh you know i didn't have a choice you know it's not my fault i you know, uh, Excuse. excuses. And, and that allows you to shrug the responsibility because it's terrifying to say, no, it is my fault, all my fault, the good, the bad, everything. It's my fault either way, but that's okay because I'm going to forgive myself no matter what I do. Cause all I'm responsible for is doing my very best at any given moment. And that's the way that you get out of the pressure is you just focus on the process and know that you can only do your best right there at that time. And forget about the expectations. Forget about what the outcome is. You're only responsible for your best.
1: Well, I mean, it's a part of life. Pressure is like gravity. Yep. Right? It, it, and, Good and point. People put it into, into perspective of, of words and, and, and responsibilities. That's just a way of describing the gravity of this, of what you've grown into. And as we grow in life, we, we don't get bigger in size in our human form, right? But it, our existential does. It grows around us, and it's kind of we're the core. And as we, as the, 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 the tighter we get inside mentally and physically, man, the more inner, the more the gravity that we, we consume and the more stuff that comes around us. And it feels like a pressure to us, man, but it's just a part of us. One can't exist without the other. I can't grow and be as, and find out what I'm truly capable of unless I pull people into it with me and, and, and make them a part of this truthfully, because what, I yeah, mean, if it, just, it was our own reality, if I create my own reality without anybody around, it'd be perfect. Right. <laughs> the no reason I have to. know a little bit about other people and what they do is because i have to exist in other people's realities and i and uh this didn't didn't come overnight you know that complete peace that we all search for i have that what he was talking about it's the greatest thing and it it doesn't mean that everything's okay not everything's always going to be okay it it means that i can handle the pressure that's around me at all times and we just keep pushing well
2: um, when i when i hear the two you talk i i i hear two people that have been on pathways towards discovery right and that's fantastic and that's allowed you to have this perspective but let's let's back up to the day when you didn't have that perspective and you didn't have that knowledge base Aubrey you know when was the space in your life where you're like hey you know what I I need to I need to set forth and Go on this journey. I need, I know I need, there's something out there that I want to feel. I want to feel that. I don't know if it's, it's the the control of the pressure, maybe emotionally, cognitively, but it's certainly an understanding of it. When was that moment for you? When was the like, okay, I'm going to move from this physical existence because you were a great basketball player and all that to really go into this, you know, position of discovery and everything else.
0: It's the same model really, you know, like it's, I think that's the great thing about sports is they teach you the, they teach you the model. They teach you that resistance training works for the body and then you learn the model and then you know that resistance training works for the mind, you know, so it's like a proxy for life. And that's why I would recommend everybody who, you know, has a chance compete in something or put yourself out there on the line because that is your proxy. That is how you practice for what life is going to the deal for you so for me it was you know Hmm. early on it was basketball it was that moment i got called up to the varsity team as a sophomore on a nationally ranked texas team and i knew my job was to shoot three point you know shoot three pointers like and stretch the defense out because we had a big seven footer chris mim on the inside yeah and they needed somebody who could shoot on the outside and i knew that if i made my first shot then i would probably stay and if i missed i'd probably go back down to the junior varsity it's like that pressure moment, you know, has been the same pressure moment as when I got called up to do the first Joe Rogan podcast, or when I get called out on stage in front of 6,000 people at Madison Square Garden, or when I'm, you know, in an important meeting, or it's the same thing. It's just, I've, you know, you learn it through different ways, but that same universal knowledge you can apply specifically. And I've just done that with everything, just applied that idea of all right, push myself up against the pressure, see what happens, see how I adapt, see what I can learn from, and then bring that in and, and try again on an even bigger scale.
1: It's funny because I didn't, by the time I started doing the public speaking, I, I didn't know I was supposed to be afraid of it. I was a team, <laughs> guy. I'd never been afraid to go on stage ever. I didn't yeah. know you, that was a thing. <laughs> I swear to God, I mean, we trained to fight in front of you. Why would be scared to talk in front of you? Yeah, of course. It never even dawned on me. And people were like, <laughs> the deadest in public speaking, like, there's the two most. Fear things on the planet, but it's funny because I see these guys, and you can even you can come overcome a fear of riding your bike without training wheels, and you can overcome a fear of speaking in front of seventy thousand people in about the same time. Yeah.
2: that's the yeah. great potential. And and I go back <laughs> to this space though. I always go back. You know, you there's a process involved, right? There's a process involved with all of it. In in and, and the more I think you can refine that process of the total human optimization, because it's one thing to say, okay, you know, go walk the earth like Cain and go have your Kung Fu moments. And you're going to have this amazing transcendental enlightenment that ha- hits you in the face. But that doesn't happen for most people because they got to pay their bills. Oh, you got to
0: seek it. You got to intentionally go after it. You got to put yourself in, intentionally put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Fear is the enemy. Fear is the resistance with point. With a capital fear F. Is, I yeah. love how
2: you always say fear totally. with a capital it's F. Right? So, then,
0: so then you're always pushing against that. That is the resistance point. That when we're talking about all this stuff, it's fear. Fear is fear is the thing. Fear is the one demon at the heart of this whole thing. It's awesome, thing. right? Because it's so
1: real, you can taste it. But like, why <laughs> yeah. do I ha- have that? It's it's built,
0: in. Oh, right. it's built I, it's, in. It's your human condition to tell
1: you that that's where you need to go. That's how it always drove me. It's like a fuel for for a flame that they can burn, burn blue permanently.
0: Is you have that mindset of you're going to find fear and you're going to go towards it, and that's the thing that people need to shift. Instead of that, you know, instinctual response, run from fear. The other response of human growth and potential is run towards fear. Totally. And we can make those moments happen any any point. It doesn't need right. to be a big basketball game. Anytime that you're afraid to do something and you push yourself to it, that's your little superhero moment. Like that's let's, your say, never quit let's moment. say there's people. Let's say there's people dancing, and it's like still kind of awkward. It's not like you're not drunk. And you're like, I, you know, dancing would be fun, but you know, I'm like a little self conscious. You get out there and you start that dance party, like, that's your superhero moment you know (laughs) like like there's there's an opportunity right there where you can push against some fear that you have and do it when it's Mm. when there's that girl across the way and you're like oh man she's super pretty i'd love to talk to her but that fear of rejection is stopping you that's your superhero moment you know when there's a a bug in the house and your option is to take a magazine and smash it and run like a scared child away from it or just grab that (laughs) thing with your hand and let it outside like that's your superhero moment we can take all these opportunities to grow against the resistance of fear, we just have to decide, and we have to know the value of pointing ourselves towards that shit. And
1: it's cool from the guy's perspective. Yeah, you might you see a spider, you're like Jesus, look at size that
0: spider. <laughs> but there's a whole bunch of
1: girls around. you yeah, yeah. are like, oh, I, I got, got it, it. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Well, now you're.
2: Well, now you you flipped it around towards ego, right? And and ego is a big thing that I remember at that weekend. You brought that up, and we talked about it, and and and, and so help. Help people understand ego and, and how to get a grasp on their ego and, and the introspective nature of ego and how debilitating it can be in conjunction with fear, if you could.
0: Yeah, ego is your identity self. It's like who you think of yourself as. And it's inherently unstable because it gets its justification off a bunch of other stuff. It gets its justification off the things you have or what other people say about you. And that's what builds your identity, builds your ego up so it's always terrified because all of these things like those gold chains on the bear all of these things can get taken away so the ego is in a perpetual state of fear because it's built its house on nothing it's built its house it's a sandcastle at low tide like eventually the tide is going to come and it's going to wash all of that away and that tide's called time you know eventually mm-hmm. time is going to erode all of your treasures all of these things that you built on so the ego is a fear based mechanism largely because it's built itself on something that's unstable so i think really we're always going to have it but just to recognize that you know it's not that important like just play with your ego interesting Mm -hmm.
2: all right i want to shift a little bit and come back more something directed at at you personally help us understand the creation of on it and the idea of all right there's this here's the goal is to create this company that at its core its mission is to understand human optimization at its fi- at its at its top level and 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 as an idea and it's you know it's as it's you know and it's it's in the incubator stage help us understand why you wanted to do that what's happened what you've learned i mean and i know that's massive but if you can condense it that help our listeners say I've got an idea how do, what does it look like to have that come to fruition
0: Well this one was really I've been you know living on it living human optimization my whole life like this has been something that just I inherently was interested in how can I get a little bit better tomorrow than I am today at whatever it was whether it was picking up juggling you know after my freshman year of high school and i just relentlessly went after that until i could get the four ball patterns down in the mills mess and i had all the different tricks and like it didn't matter (laughs) that's a useless skill for the most part you know but i I would still not in here it's not (laughs) trust me that's
2: one of the uh, the, uh, most epic skill sets that has been
0: brought into (laughs) here. but like it and whether it was that or whether it was you know actual sports or whether it was Sexual performance, whatever it what doesn't didn't even matter. Mental performance, the knowledge that I brought in, I had that attitude always. Like, how can I be a little bit better at this? And you know, I guess it was you know, my favorite play of all time is Cyrano de Bergerac, and he uh, he has a quote. You know, I, I couldn't when confronted with all the possibilities of the things I could be, I decided just to be admirable at everything, and that was it. I didn't really understand what I wanted or what it was going to go. But I was just like, well, I'm just going to keep getting better at stuff until I figure it out and on it is kind of the culmination of that it's everything i learned about enhancing my cognitive performance both with mindset techniques and nutritional techniques and supplements and then physical performance and then emotional performance and all of the different things kind of wrapped up and then on it just provides the tools and some of that community you know that's kind of bonded together around it and also the the mindset and motivation to make that happen
2: i love that you talk about community cuz that's in essence, what we're trying to do is create that community, that support structure of when people are, are in their vulnerable moments. And that we get these amazing listener write-in stories where people are literally writing in by the hundreds and telling us their greatest never-quit stories. And we read a lot of those, and I've got one to close this show with. And and we actually brought two of our uh, listeners that wrote in on the show. We had this one woman on Recently, her name was Brogan, and she had this uh, trigeminal disease in her face, so her face feels like it's being stung by a thousand bees at all the time, all day long. It's debilitating. But she talks about the community that got her through that. She talks about the community of growth. Help us understand from your perspective how important the team is, the community is for the growth to understand fear to understand ego to understand you know the need to explore the self
0: yeah i mean i think we're built as communal creatures we're built as tribal creatures that have just adopted this kind of very lonely existence that we currently have which is largely just nuclear family and a couple friends but that's not the way that we were built we were built to live in teams and teams that relied on each other, you know, because right now most of us could say, you know, turn off all our communications, we'd be totally fine on our own. We got our bank account, we got our credit cards, we got Instacart. We might not even have to leave the house. <laughs> you know, things would just happen, and that has never been the case for the human being. Like we're we thrive in a community structure, we thrive in that tribal structure, and part of every community and every tribe is the hardships, is the rituals, and and, and nature used to provide that. But now we don't have that. So it's actually hard for us to even get those kind of bonds. That's why you see it in the teams. You know, it's like there is this large external force that forces this kind of bond to happen naturally. And I think where we need to go and what we need to do is like we need to put ourselves in situations that are inherently challenging. So like when we did that, when we did that weekend out and on it, you know, part of it was not only listening to some amazing spoken word poetry, but it was writing it ourselves and then going up and expressing that. And that moment brought that, I mean, I'm sure you could feel it. It brought that whole group together because people's vulnerability was courage there. That was something inherently challenging. That was something that we could all respect. Everybody was digging deep. And when I you know, coach my course, I have this course called Go For Your Win. And when I bring them out for the Mastermind weekend, I'll put them in uncomfortable situations using dance as that same metaphor. We'll do like this thing called ecstatic dance, which is like an ancient kind of tribal dance ritual where basically... You just get out of your head, broad daylight, sober, and you allow music to move your body. And for men, it's like, fuck, that's really challenging. <laughs> like This is like the hardest thing I've ever done. But the fact that everybody goes through it together and it's something hard, even though it's so silly, it's dancing, it's what every child does. But even though that doesn't have like a really manly, you know, kind of expression in, in a lot of people's minds, like the, the fact that they went through that challenge together then all of a sudden that community really starts to form. Like, man, that was really hard for me. Me too, man. I haven't fucking moved like that in forever. And that'll form the nexus of a community, This shared hardships, this shared mindset. And I think that's what we all really need. And we need to go again. And we got to go seek that. We got to put ourselves in situations with other groups of people where we can go through something challenging whether it's a hard workout whether it's yoga whether it's a you know some kind of plant medicine ceremony or whether it's some external thing where we climb a mountain together or put ourselves out in the cold it, it doesn't matter but sharing those kind of hardships and feeling like all right these are my brothers and sisters and i need to rely on them for support i mean i think that's what really gives fulfillment for a human being hmm. it seems unless you have to deal with the uh the elements <clears throat>
1: We progressed as a society and we got to where, hey man, you know you don't know, have a bear rolling in and killing you on a regular basis or anything, dragging you out of here or anything. And the more civilized we became, it, it, it seems that always find something to to pressure ourselves with. That's like how bullying comes into play or all the name calling. I mean, that didn't even exist. You wouldn't even worry about half that crap if you knew you had to worry about what was outside the door. Well, I <laughs> yeah. think
2: that lends itself to the necessity for ritual, right? For these communal based Experiences that's that we saying, share, unless you, right?
1: Unless you pull, you are interactive with each other. Like you can't just go LOL. You got to laugh, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't think my joke was funny? What the hell, yeah, LOL? Yeah, mean? yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. You, it's, uh, it's, it's. I don't know. It seems like the more we, the more technologically advanced we get, and the less we are with each other, man. Those skills aren't. If you don't hone
0: those in, that's dangerous, right? Yeah. Well, we got to get in situations where we have to drop the mask. You know, like you guys get to know each other on the teams at a really intimate level because there's no fucking time nor energy to put on a facade of any sort. You know, it's like you got to just show up as you and we got to put ourselves in those situations. Whereas social media and the, the lens of the glass, it's actually literally glass that you're seeing each other through. That lens, you can distort that in any way you want. You can create whatever fiction you want behind that. You know, if you get a heartbreaking message on a on the SMS, you can fucking smiley face that shit out of there and go <laughs> cry in the corner. Nobody'll know. Right. But if you're in person, then you have to. You know, we can sense that. We have mirror neurons. Get hit harder, right? These yeah. kids. I mean,
1: the older you get, without having to experience that, imagine experiencing that the first time as an adult. It's yeah. a it's a real thing. The human connection, man. It's. But to ignore it is,
0: will be our our will die out, and it's going to yeah. get easier and easier to do that. You know, and to, ignore to, or ignore to ignore it, to ignore ignite it, to ignore it. Right. And, well, and that will ultimately create the need to go seek it, right? Because we'll we'll feel we'll get worse It'll and be an worse emptiness. and sicker It'll and an more emptiness? empty and yeah. more lonely until finally we say, "Fuck this!" Like we have to go back out the other direction. The pendulum will swing, but you know, some people will get lost in the, in that shuffle. Some people will never make that bounce back, and I think we're seeing some of the ramifications of that it'll be easier to get dropped into this virtual world where you're communicating as a screen name as a tag as a as a you know social profile and get farther, even a farther false disconnected. identity
2: in a virtual world yeah right and like that new spielberg well, movie that's that, coming out right, right? I mean,
0: eventually you'll be able
1: to wake up in the morning from a dream and plug it in back into one Yeah. all day and, and run that excuse me why would you even have to leave the damn house if well i can get up and climb everest and it's ingrained i mean that's it's a
0: cultural impulse right cognitive we're studying stuff it's i mean it's close already i mean i watched my little brother i mean video games when i was growing up they were i mean cool i played them but they were so lame compared to what they are now and even watching my little brother who's you know 10 years younger than me watching him play world of warcraft and seeing his social validation for his character and the amount of time he put into that like it's a sticky situation because he had all of this social validation surrounding his digital version of himself, which is big orc with a big battle axe. And I totally get it because I would have done the same thing. But that's where he's larger than life. That's where he's made his mark. And then in real life, what are you doing? You know, Well, not as much because you're getting more actionable social well, validation. Oh, we had that. to do it.
1: We had to go out and really do. There wasn't the video games, so we had to go yeah. out and actually learn how to use the axe and become the battle lord. <laughs> right, and you know, that's why
0: we can live in our our own realities. Right, that's and that forges way. the actual spirit rather than this digital forging of a of an edifice that you're creating. And that's, I think, Some that's where they kill themselves. Right, when they, when those avatars die, they kill themselves. It's, it's
1: a, slipper, it's, a the, it's, slope.
2: It, it's emotion. They have emotional trauma for sure. So my question now is in the rituals that exist in the world and these these focused ceremonies, these focused pathways, these focused relationships that are forcing together, how does the listener who's right now, who is in their own mind, who is spending 12 hours a day playing Call of Duty or who is connected to creating their Facebooks platform and that's all they're posting their christmas looks and all this just they're consumed by it what do you say to them where do they start looking to find one of these rituals whether it's an ancient ritual whether it's a modern ritual where can they start looking
0: yeah you look at the you look at resistance points that you can you can easily access for free one of them is the cold you know so and that's something that wim hof has pioneered is utilizing the cold as Make a teacher sense. to train the body you know, to shift states, and then combining the cold with breath, both things, which are generally free. You may have to buy some ice, I guess, if you're <laughs> going to do an ice bath. But generally free, you know, exposure to temperature. It can be extreme heat or extreme cold. And then the utilization of breath, hyperoxygenation along with the cold, will create a dramatic, dramatic state shift. And then you go into that with other people, and ritualize it and then it becomes a sweat lodge an Inipi a temascal, or you know any of these other ceremonial kind of polar plunge and swims where you go in there and you face that resistance together and then you not only have the ritual itself but you have the community built around the ritual and that could be that's just one example going Doing yoga, which is like doing martial arts against yourself, like yourself is the opponent, your mind is the opponent, and you're stretching and breathing through that, like finding these other things that are like available is definitely the way to start.
2: Hmm. It's funny that you brought up the sweat lodge And, and you and I have been talking about forgiveness, right? And that's my big thing lately is really trying to understand and redefine it based on my experience I went through, through the divorce I went through this past year and so I, I knew I had hit an impasse. So I went and did this warrior sweat lodge. And I remember, you know, when we got in there and then the second round going, the, it was so hot. Like I broke, I cracked. And I was like, you know, Hey uncle, I got to get out. <laughs> and I come out man, and I'm in there with two other Marines, you know, hard dudes. One dude's been at the front of the the battle for the last 17 years at the, he literally just gotten back two days before from the Middle East He's in there battling his own stuff. We all come out. We're all sitting on in the dirt, broken. But we all almost simultaneously focused on this one little tree that was up above us and the clouds going by and just this, the quiet of the wind in that tree and the peacefulness of that simplicity. All of us hit the same. We all described the same thing, the same mind and freeing ourselves of being in that broken space. Now, when I tell people this story, they look at me like I got, you know, a third eye coming mm. out of my head and like I'm talking about some, you know, Navajo mambo jailer in the spirit world, right? That whole concept of fear of that ritual. What do you say to people, Aubrey, to say, "Hey, it's so go try it and see what's out there for." Them. What what is
0: the spark? It is a funny thing, you know. People will discredit something they haven't tried. It's like if someone tells me this is the best damn cookie I've ever eaten, I go, Nah, bro. And I've never tried that cookie. Like, who who am I to judge that? How am I just supposed to tell somebody what how if that <laughs> cookie's good or not if I won't even try? It? It's not going to kill you, you know. But people will discredit these things that they haven't experienced because. I can identify, I listen to your story, and I know that moment because I've come out of the sweat lodge and had that moment. Different tree, different sky, different dirt, same exact feeling. And because I've been there, it's experiential. It's something that you can only know and not ever describe. So you got to just go try it. You got to go try the Wim Hof breathing, you know, 40 deep inhales and then submerge yourself in the cold. Like, try that and see how you feel on the other side before you discredit it you know before you allow your fear to put up reasons why you shouldn't even start why you shouldn't even try it you know which is really just your fear you know trying to justify why you're not afraid of it you know what i mean it's trying to play that little trick on you so you got to just go do it and then and then if you don't like it you give it a couple goes you're like yeah not for me sweat lodge got hot you know not a big deal cool i will respect the hell out of that but if you're going to discredit Going through a sweat lodge ceremony and you've never done it. Like, what are we even talking about here? Yeah. It's kind of people
1: walking into a cheeseburger place, right? And there's this guy sitting there and he's just chomping down the bed. I mean, I'll just go into it, right? It's all over his face. He just can't <laughs> get it beard. in hard enough. You're like, whatever that is, I want one of those. And then yeah. you got the one who goes, oh my God, look how disgusting he looks eating that. And they don't eat the burger because of how the dude looked chomping it down. <laughs> It doesn't make yeah. any sense
0: to
3: me,
2: but it
1: makes total sense to some other people. Yeah, like I can't even discuss. I'm in that
2: <laughs> battle right now with my five year old, right, the Bruiser, and she will look at something, and because of texture or thought or feeling or whatever, she no, no, no. no! And I feel the same way sometimes when I'm doing private coaching or I'm working with an organization or a company or I run into somebody or whatever, and they're like, nah. no, no, no. Both you guys have a profound amount of influence on human beings out there. People are coming and looking to you, whether you like it or not, right, for information about these things that we're talking about. And whether they hear your podcast and they say, you know what, I'm going to go try high west, down in South America, or Marcus, they read your book, man, and they say, you know what, I'm going to, I mean, I, I remember when you guys were doing a Patriot tour and, and I had that friend of mine contact me and there was that woman who was in stage four pancreatic cancer and she just wanted to shout out from you at the, at, at the last show Remember, And each one, you guys all got up, you did the broadcast yep. tour and that made her literally, my friend said that made her life go an extra month and a half because she, she was able to close that gap of, you know, and he talks about, he, he, Drew the line in the sand, he drug his broken body, that line, he made another (laughs) line. So there's a place that people are looking to you both and saying, all right, help me. What what are you going to say to me that's going to help me draw my line, that's going to help me find my ritual? What are you saying to those people right now that are struggling to get off the couch?
0: Well, I mean, I guess for me, you know, people... People have to. People have to want it. They have to want to do that. You know, you can't drag. You can't drag somebody else across that line. You know, like Marcus can't grab them by the shoulders and push them across the line because it won't be the same thing as them drawing their own line awesome. and crawling their own their own way. So, really, our job is just to show them that it is possible that a human being can draw that line and can push themselves way farther and way harder. But people have to be willing to make that step on their own. They have to want it. That's just part of the process. So even if you have someone in your family, like, I just got to get him to do this. I got to get her to do this. I got to, and you think that you're responsible for getting them to do it. You can't, you can't force anybody to change. Like part of the process of them changing is for them to volitionarily do it. You can show them the way, you can support them through the process, you can help open up their mind, help them forgive themselves so they don't want to punish themselves huge. anymore, which is a huge one. There's a lot of things you can do, but ultimately they got to make that move on their own. And we all have to make that move on their own. Sometimes we have to find our rock bottom and say for ourselves, not some intervention from another person, find out for ourselves like, man, this is fucking rock bottom. I'm going to be different from this day forward, you know, and that's generally how it works. We are, you know, we are on our own two feet and, you know, we can have all the help and community, but we can't, you know, drag somebody through that process. The simple attitude shift from saying that everything in the world is happening to you or everything in the world is happening for you i like Like that that is that is the thing is if you have that attitude that everything's happening for you even the boring job even the pain even it's happening for me so that i can respond to that thing and become better because of that thing so no matter what happens no matter what crazy shit comes up out of the blue blindsides you that happened for you you know so that you can adapt that you can be stronger that you can grow as a better person because of that thing and you make that subtle shift and then all of a sudden you don't lament the things you don't look back and say i wish this wouldn't have happened that happened for me all right
1: could you imagine if, mm. if in the in a perfect world if, if when bad stuff happened to you and then afterwards you're like oh did you see what i just took yeah. i mean it was kind of like a right of passage <laughs> right and you have those check marks like i've been hit by a truck I'm <laughs> blah, 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 going all the way down was when they walk in it's like that's a
3: resume, man. Don't be embarrassed
1: like, of that. the yeah, resume this, of pain. This is what yeah. you can take, I love right? it. And I mean, that's I all it. of my tattoos are my defeats. Me and my brother, we're tattooed up in all of our, our defeats, man. Our scars bear bear our my my friends' defeats. Yeah, kind of deal. So I love it. It, it. You know, it's that's that that's the way it should be, really. But um, and that's why we'll make it, you'll make it that. You, you know, you're you're doing you're doing wonderful <laughs> things. You can get that done. Go ahead and get that done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Working on it, man.
2: Working on it. Well, listen, Aubrey, man, thank you so much. Can, can you, because I know right now our listeners are going, all right, wow, he's got some amazing insight. Where can they go to find more of this insight from you where they can hear more of these ideas and, and really just help learn, start their exploration through you and through on it? Where can they find that?
0: yeah on it has you know all of the the physical tools available from you know the kettlebells the clubs the steel maces all of the different unconventional training methodologies and by the way my, and, the
2: monkeys are my favorite oh, yeah, they, the they, primal bells. they are my metaphor of hate
0: every day man yeah. i love them thank so you for that angry cobra chimp <laughs> we got some star wars stuff coming you can swing a darth vader kettlebell if you want, but. So on it has the tools and then the supplements and the different foods and you know the information for that. And then on the personal side, if you're interested on this kind of the mindset and, and living more of your purpose, training these skills that I've been talking about from the meditation to the breathing to all that, um, you can check out the course that I'm launching, Go For Your Win. It'll be the, the relaunch of that, uh, goforyourwin.com. Follow me on social, Aubrey Marcus. And I got my first book coming out called Own the Day, Own Your Life um definitely check that out you can pre-order that on amazon awesome and that goes like deep into using hormetic stress which is the principle of using resistance to grow strong whether that's the cold or whether that's training or whether that's weird foods or whether that's you know everything that you can do in life to build a stronger build a stronger body build a stronger mind and how to apply that all into a single day
2: man that that is spectacular and i i cannot wait to stay on that journey and watch that journey with you brother it, again, thank you so much for coming out here to the ranch to sit with us. You're the, you're the second guest we've had to do that, that done that. It's been wonderful to have you here, brother. Well, Real blessing.
0: It's been, been a pleasure. Thanks for having me out. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Awesome, brother.
2: <laughs> Dude, you know what I love about that cat, Marcus? He don't just he don't just run a company, you ain't just you ain't just making a pile of money. That dude's thinking about shit.
1: There's I mean, some thought
2: going
3: on inside all that. Right? <laughs> I've distilled the essence of that entire interview and what I've come up with is the man is thinking about shit. <laughs> Dude, that's right? Good to Wait do. a minute,
2: you're making fun of what I yes. just said a minute. No. Dude, hey, I, he knows a lot of shit about this shit. I've been made fun of, of, of before,
1: <laughs> and I think I know I, what's I know going on. I'm, getting made hey, fun pretty, I'm pretty, sure pretty sure. You know what you are, fun of me. What? wizard.
2: You know what you are. What? You're my resistance, bud. And I'm not gonna let my resistance stop me for my human growth potential.
3: The problem is your resistance has the power to stop the show whenever it wants. That's
2: right. Wait, no, what? No, really? yours does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait, no, it's, he's it's my, your wait I'm but so confused so right my box but when it's been you, a strange honestly, day. with the Marcus, guarantee on it when you think about performance right and you listen to the <laughs> way you didn't get that one did you I, I'm not listening anymore to you two knuckleheads, no, this right. is it a series. it was
1: movie <laughs> yeah. what was it Tommy boy oh, say it again please the guaranteed piece of he's like no way that's your bull and his head up his <laughs>
3: remember yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: now there's performance right that dude. Was true performance nah, and comedic level, but when you come back and you take a step back you look at what you listen to what Aubrey's talking about, and you listen to the concepts of fear, resistance, being finding those other proxies in life, right? These are critical things that people have to understand as they try and develop the never quit mindset. It's not something just because of a traumatic situation that's going to warrant your ability to to all of a sudden have these high levels of performance, you have to train into it,
1: don't you? Sure. And each one of those never-quit moments show up in in, in certain cycles. I mean, And even if you do run into the same situation further down the road, it's going to be different because of the experience levels and the kind of identify yeah, the, for sure. the, the, the moment that you're in, even in, in life, right? Well, that's what he
2: was saying in his whole thing. His never-quit moment is in the moment he's existing in.
1: Right. It's it's cool to see somebody that can articulate each each pattern uh, throughout their life, because normally you you weigh a lot on the on either on a bad or on a good and someone who's who can weigh both those throughout their entire life and articulate that is why people ultimately will follow you, because you can give my heads up on on everything is the good and the bad.
2: Oh, and that's why Aubrey's podcast is blowing up. He's you know, his book is coming out. You know, his 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 company is just, you know, exploding his following on Instagram and
1: all of his social media. I think that's the great thing about social media, too, is you you can do not only you learn about the person and check their background out. And it's not just a piece of paper on the wall. Now there's actually examples uh, what they say, what they mean, what they're thinking, applied it and how they
3: applied it. And now there's witnesses.
2: You're going to put it out there. You better back it up. (laughs) And I think that's what Aubrey's doing, right,
3: Wizard? Yeah, you're talking about applying this in your life. And what that makes me think of is another big part of this, where the recognition of the value of implementing those never-quit situations, that struggle, that hardship, the pressure, resistance, all of that, in recognition of that, actually purposefully creating it, going out and seeking to create, if you know, because a lot of people don't have these strong resistance points naturally in their life. They're not, you know, going through a never-quit story every single day. And he's talking about, you know, using things like cold exposure, um, putting yourself into situations purposefully to expand and explore more about yourself. If you just keep getting up and and you know that you've kind of got a good idea and grasp of your
1: own kind of, individual identity and how it works and how you can put put push through life then you purposely go out and put you keep putting yourself in the never quit situations because people will follow you into them and then when you get out on the other side i learned a little bit more and then look around if everybody else is smiling happy and successful then it was a good good fight there's an interesting culture there
2: yeah well i i what i'm hearing him saying is exactly right he's building a resistance culture of people that are living in the same mindset that are on the same pathways that are pulling this collective, this, this, what we're building and what you've built, this never quit collective that we all express and understand the value of that resistance, the value of fear, the value of pain, the value of perseverance and grit. And now we're, 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 we're coming together.
1: Well, I was in Vegas yesterday. Uh, Rooney and I went up there uh, at a speech we walked around. We we're going to do some gambling, which I'd, not really good at, but I know that I can. <laughs> if if you walk up to a craps table that's surrounded with people, right, it's probably a good shooter in there. And huh. Even with craps, you walk up in there, and Rooney didn't know anything. Either. I was like, well, just watch the guy rolling, right? And he, he, if if he's surrounded by a bunch of people and everybody's having a good time, that means he's, he's probably pretty savvy on what he's doing. But with so craps, man, yeah, the energy in it promotes that game mm-hmm. and attracts people to it. Low, and knowing at any point in time it could be over, and and when, even when the guy. So you us say you get a good shooter when he would crap out it, it, it never affected him visually he's like oh yeah you know, i lost that hand but he immediately went back down started betting again and started rolling again and started win- and was winning and it's it's those it in, in that overall achievement of what he walked away with was a lot of money but in between that there was a lot of little battles that he lost the and battles was, that
2: we fight internally in our own mind
1: right and even i didn't know anything about craps i know he did and uh, he was sure of himself and and what he was doing, which made me confident. So I was I was betting behind him. Really interesting. Yeah. And that's that's kind of how you, if you when you walk in, it's kind of like life, man. I f- fell in behind a guy and knew knew the situation in the in the game and the war and the battle, right? And I also knew that we were going to lose some of them battles, and we might have lost the overall war. But that's war, right? You don't you don't know really the outcome. You just know that if you get a bunch of people around that know what they're doing.
2: You Pretty can good. walk into that resistance yeah. with a smile on your yeah, face and positivity in your heart, like what Aubrey's creating that on it. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Listen, if, you, if you're if you listening to this, man, you got served, holy cow, a heavy dose of just wisdom on this one, man. I mean, to be, get this group in the same room and to be able to deliver all these different ideas, these collective under this collective understanding of performance of human growth and what it can do for you, man, God bless you. If you're coming to this show, Is this your first time. listening, man, thank you so much. We appreciate you. We appreciate you coming and choosing this show. If you're coming back for more, Damn, you just got a dose, right? I mean, Aubrey is something fierce, man. I, I love his philosophical mind and I love what he's doing with on it, man. And 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 also we want to let you know, we couldn't be doing what we're doing without you. We could not be delivering the content to help your human growth, to help your performance, to help you learn the never quit if you didn't keep coming back. And also telling your family, your friends, the people out there Mar- whose Marcus is telling, about, telling you about, who are walking into your tribe, who are walking into your culture, who are walking around you, who need help by showing them this show, by t- 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 tell them where to go on their iPhone and to go to the iTunes podcasting app. Type in Team Never Quit podcast and subscribe so you can have this information, this valuable information Incredible information at your fingertip anytime you want. I mean, we have some readers that have written in and their reader stories that they're they're never quit stories that are saying to us, man, if I hadn't found your show, I'd be dead. And that's a powerful, powerful thing for us to hear. It means the resistance that we're facing in society and life and what we know man, it doesn't matter. We're going to push through all that. We're going to deliver. We're going we're gonna to cut away all those external things that are inhibiting you from achieving your never quit story, and we're going to deliver you. And our listeners, Wizard, are actually jumping in there too, aren't they?
3: Oh, absolutely. It's amazing how people will devote the amount of time they do to to write in their stories. I mean, this day and age where people's attention spans are quite short, that really shows some commitment. It shows some, uh, you know, they're really being inspired. And I think it, that's all autocolytic. It just builds on itself. So, amen. Fantastic.
2: So, thank you so much. You know, I'm just going to get into my thanks, man, because it's been a hell of a show. I just want to thank God and Christ for helping me and my resistance in life, man, because surely you know I need it. I want to thank my children the bear and the bruiser. I want to thank my mother and father, my brother and James. I want to thank all the people, my family, my friends. I want to thank all the people that have helped me with my human performance in this life. I want to thank Aubrey, man. It's been such a blessing getting to know you, brother. Just what you're putting out is all positive. I love that about you and really dig it. Keep doing it, brother. You know, I want to thank, I want to thank all our listeners, and and you know what thank you both man thank you for getting on this fight with me and and out and helping me deliver these this positive message to so many millions of people out there i just thank you tons gents
1: absolutely and it's true man you only have a short attention span because you're looking for something else right and so whatever's standing in front of you is not really uh passion passion and grabbing Hmm. your attention too much i i used to have that too and i now that we can connect you to, uh, to somebody who's been through it and help you push through that, man. And that, that, that's the people who keep bringing us back, mm-hmm. the listeners. And it really is one big family out there. Just because your house is down the road, you think that they don't exist. But that's not, that's not the way it is. So even when you go in behind those walls, you got to come out sometime. You come out to the people who, man, that, that makes your life. First thing you see when you walk outside has something to do with what generates your life. It's not what you want, and you need to start looking in different directions now, this gives you the place to do that and the people who bring us back that's that's the power they have so thank you all for that come out
2: out